people who have uh, never been on the course want to try it, they can try it. And we're going to have a competition for the guys who um, want to show off their skills and show that they're better than the rest of the professional ninjas that haven't been able to get on the show. We're going to give them that opportunity to compete against all the top ninjas. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast brought to you by 180 TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Episode 245, Brian Arnold talks about what it takes to be an American Ninja Warrior. Welcome back to another episode of the Adventure Sports Podcast. This is Travis. When you combine 25 years of passion for rock climbing and an apparent desire to play on monkey bars, you may end up an American Ninja Warrior. Wolfpack Ninja Brian Arnold is on with me today to let us know what it takes to be one of the best on the way to the top of Mount Midoriyama. Brian, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Travis. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's good to have you. So I ran into you uh, down at Outdoor Retailer earlier in January, and I was talking to you while you were hanging from uh, from a cool ninja slack line, and that was uh, something that was new to me, and I kind of liked the product, and I want to get into that a little bit later. But um, let's start with uh, who Brian is. So give me a little bit of background on yourself. Uh, who are you? Where are you from? You know, What kind of kid were you when you grew up? Okay, so I'm Brian Arnold. You may have seen me on the show, the NBC hit show, American Ninja Warrior. I am a contestant on the show. I've been competing for, what is this? My, it's going to be my sixth season if I compete this season. And uh, I've, I've done pretty well. I have also been on a lot of the spinoff shows. I'm the, I'm currently the Team Ninja Warrior champion. So um, my team won the, the last season of um, Team Ninja Warrior. And I've also been on Team USA three out of the four times they've had the show. So uh, I've been around the ninja community a long time. Um, I've also, well, I grew up, yes, how I grew up. I, I grew up, you know, rock climbing since the age of 12. And, uh, yeah, I did a lot of monkey bars and um, a lot of running around and playing when I was younger. I grew up in a family of seven brothers and or five brothers and one sister. There's seven of us. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, a lot of running around and being outside. and That, that was my childhood, learn to be a ninja. <laughs> I'm sure, especially with, uh, what, six other siblings. It's got to be a, a hectic house. You had to find out a, find a way to get out and burn off some energy, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of competitiveness when um, you have five other brothers and everyone's, you know, always wanting to be the best. So it, you got to up your game. And I, I think it kind of made me the the athlete that I am today, because I don't think I'm genetically gifted, but when I decide that I want to be good at something, I, I try as hard as I can and I put a lot of effort into it because that's, that's just how I was raised. So. Right. Right. So let's talk about rock climbing. It's obviously, uh, how you got your, your start or your foot into American Ninja Warrior. Um, you said you started at 12 years old. Yeah, I started climbing when I was 12. Uh, my brothers were in Boy Scouts, and they got into rappelling because that's what they do a lot of times in Boy Scouts. And this is out in Ohio, and believe it or not, there is some climbing out in Ohio, but I started climbing out there, and 
25 later 25 years later here i am and it uh the a lot of the skills i learned in rock climbing really lent itself to uh you know the ninja world and i was one of the first i wasn't the first climber to get on the show but i i think um i i was one of the first climbers to do well on the show and um i got some of my other friends involved who are climbers too and um yeah yeah that's kind of kind of the history of uh me and ninja <laughs> so would you say that now it's a bit of a loaded question um would you say that a rock climber makes a better american ninja warrior or a parkour athlete does <laughs> well without starting a war here of uh of who's better at what um you know what I'd say to that? I would say rock climbing really, really makes a good base. Um, all my years climbing definitely gave me a lot of skills that are needed to be a top ninja. Now, now that being said, there's some amazing parkour athletes out there that I'm still working right now to try to catch up to them. Um, what it means to be, you know, a top ninja is you got to be good at everything. You just can't be good at, at one particular discipline. Right. And there's, I mean, we're constantly evolving. All the top ninjas are evolving. If you're not, if you're not learning a new skill, um, for the, you know, the coming season and broadening your, your repertoire of, of moves and, you know, just your fitness level, you're, you're going to fall behind, and you're not going to be able to keep up with everybody else. And and climbing definitely has given me a base, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say one is more important than, you know, a, a, just because you're a good climber doesn't mean you're going to be a good ninja. Yeah, I'm probably the opposite as well. Just because you're you're good at parkour doesn't mean you have all of the upper body strength um, and agility that a climber might at the same time. You really do need to be both, I take it. Exactly. Um yeah, you, you need everything, man. I mean, you even need good cardio. The the best guys out there, they have the whole package, man. I've seen guys that are super talented and uh, at climbing and in parkour, and they get out there and they just gas out. <laughs> they don't have the gas tank to, to keep going. And I think I was shocked myself on how how much cardio you needed for the course too. So I mean. Especially when, when you're even when you're talking like Team Ninja, um, you you need that speed. You know the the parkour athletes actually excel at the Team Ninja compared to the, the climbers, but and, and you basically need everything. Right, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. You, you need to train everything. So when it comes to rock climbing, what is it you would say you you get out of rock climbing that benefits you? Other than obviously physical exercise, but there, I'm sure there's more. 25 years in it, you're probably getting something other than just simply training and physical exercise. Oh yeah, well, for one, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, I can't. I'm never. I, I myself can never stick to something that long unless I was really enjoying it. <laughs> um, there's also the mental side of it. Uh, if you're talking about, you know, some skills need for ninja. Some of the reasons I think um, rock climbing is so great because I've had years of experience like up on a rope, like run out when I'm, if I fall, I'm going to, I might get hurt. And just having to focus mentally and be like, okay, 
this is uh, not a good situation I'm in right now. Instead of panicking, I need to do this right now. Like I need to reach up and grab this hold and move my foot here and then do this. And just being r really in the moment and being able to execute exactly what needs to happen in that moment in order for you not to die or get seriously hurt. That's like a skill that, that I, that I, I think has helped me that I developed climbing that's helped me a lot on the ninja course. Um, so, so the mental aspect of it, you know, it's, it's being fun. Um, yeah, just, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I really enjoy it. It's the main reason I, I do it and I do stuff like ninja. Right, right. So yeah, obviously the ability to uh, instantly commit, essentially, <laughs> not second guess uh, oh. things that can go far. Oh yeah, you, oh yeah, and I mean, you get not only upper body strength when you rock climb, but you get uh, upper body coordination. And I know guys that have that are getting into ninja and, and guys that are parkour guys who've just constantly just done the the ninja training and. In, in like just specifically like nunchucks and like cannonball alley, like a lot of the swinging obstacles you do. But there's something to be said about the coordination aspect of rock climbing that you get that I think a lot of people don't really, um, they don't really think about it because when you're constantly doing different, when you're, when you're bouldering and reclining, you're doing new problems almost every time you go out. And so what happens is you, your repertoire of moves, and your movement and your ability to reach just to just to coordinate your your hands and your upper body with your brain and, and just you know that coordination that you get from constantly doing new stuff it translates really well especially when you're talking about ninja warrior skills so that's a that's just one of the other skills from climbing that really translates well sure sure well, my family is really into American Ninja Warrior. Uh, my wife and kids will re record it and then binge watch the entire season, you know, in, in a few nights. I catch them every once in a while and I've been uh, definitely impressed by you and the others. Um, I think the craziest thing about this is that you guys make it look so easy, but uh, you guys, the Wolfpack, had done a demonstration where I live in my town. And, you know, of course, you guys had the... Um, the uh the wall the uh, what do you call it the warped wall out there and people gave people a chance to do that as well as do some of the salmon ladder and when you try some of this stuff as a an everyday guy <laughs> and it, it's rather humbling i just have to put it that way you guys just make it look so easy and it's it's not it is absolutely mind-boggling difficult well thanks travis it i think it well you, you're good at what you time you spend your time doing right mm -hmm. So um, I think what it shows is I've wasted a lot of time <laughs> um, and, and I'm really not good at certain things. That's for sure. Cause um, all my time is spent um, working on these, these skills that are very, um, you know, very specific to Ninja. Um, but I, I really enjoy it. And I, I encourage anyone out there that watches the show um, and wants to try it or be on the show to to do it just go out there and try it because i was in the same boat i watched the show um and my first time watching it i was watching the japanese version it's called sasuke that's where it originated from and i thought to myself why aren't these guys beating it it looks so easy and i was like i'm gonna get on there and beat it and and then i come to find out it's a lot harder than it looks on the show but 
I am so glad I took that step and, and applied for the show and, and actually did it because it's so much fun. So anyone out there that wants to try it, just get online and you can, um, if you go through the NBC website, um, actually I think yeah, the, the website, the direct website may be anwcasting.com. I could be wrong on that. But if you look on NBC, I'm sure they'll have some links and uh, you can apply for the show. And now it's too late to apply for the show this season, but for next season, um, you should keep keep an eye out and uh, apply for next year if you if you want to try. Because I totally would recommend doing doing it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet. Well, I asked my my son, who's a who's a huge fan of you guys. He does uh, parkour down at Apex Gym in Boulder, um, where the one of the places the Wolfpack trains. And he, I asked him, I said, what would, what do you want to ask Brian? And he said, I'd like to know how he got started in it. Um, but it sounds like it was just simply as simple as you watching it on TV and deciding you could do that too. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I was actually on a, a six-month climbing trip, and I was in Yosemite in a cabin, and the show came on, and I'd never seen it before. And I was just like, this is the coolest show ever. And I was watching Nagano. He's a famous Japanese competitor. Um, and he, he ended up beating one of the episodes I watched, he beat the thing, but I was watching these guys and it looks so fun. It, it looks so much fun. And yeah, I'm so glad I just tried it. It took me a few years before I actually applied for the show. And what happened was I was actually watching the show a few years later with another friend of mine. And we saw Paul Casimir. He was from, the same town as I was from. So I decided to contact him to see if, uh, you know, what, it, what I need to do to get on the show. And he just so happened to climb at the spot climbing gym, which is the same climbing gym I was climbing at. And so I, I messaged him and we met up and he gave me some information on how to apply for the show and how to train, which was actually going to the apex movement parkour gym. And, uh, you know, the rest is, is history, I guess. So cool. It's, it's, been fun. It's been a fun trip. Yeah, no doubt. So let's talk about training then. We mentioned uh, a parkour gym. Where do you train? What do you find is the the best way for you to prepare for these competitions? Okay, so if yeah, it, it really depends on the person. So what I always tell people is that they want to train for Ninja Warrior. They, you know, you can go to parkour gym. You can go to a climbing gym. That's a good place to start. There's also, if you get online, you can find ninja communities. Like, they're growing. There's ninja gyms out there, too. They're popping up all over. Um, just go and actually find out what you're not good at. So, it, so if you're a rock climber and you want to start doing ninja, you should really go find a parkour gym um, and start doing some parkour. And if you've been doing parkour for a while, start going climbing. So that's, that's like the best place to start. And, and go to some ninja competitions because there's ninja competitions all across the United States. There's two national leagues right now that, are, that have come up, and there's a competition probably somewhere around you if you, get on, if you get online and look. One's called the National Ninja League, and then – the other was called UNAA, um, I believe, um, United Ninjas Association or something like that. But 
Um, I, I've just been to two competitions in the last three weeks. And uh, when you go there, you'll meet a bunch of guys that are like-minded and they, that do ninja, and you'll probably meet some ninjas. There's ninjas at all of them, and you can just probably hook up with them and start training. There's so many yeah, there's so many things to train, so many different skills. So basically what you got to do is you got to go start doing these comps and start doing the obstacles and just find out what you're not good at and then work on those because that's what all the top ninjas do. That's what I do every year after the show. Um, that I failed, I've, it's pretty much uncovered a weakness. And then I go back and I train train that weakness so the next year I'm not going to be falling on that same obstacle. And that's kind of the spirit of the show is it's their job as as the course setters, the guys that build the course and stuff and design it, is to make hard obstacles. And it's your job to conquer them. So when they find something that you're you're bad you know, they find your weakness. Um, you need to you need to fix that. So. The 180 flame is the ideal alternative to bulky and fragile gas burning camp stoves. The 180 flame utilizes fewer parts with minimal weight and maximized reliability. The locking tab and slot design means there are no hinges, welds, or rivets to fail you in the field. Cook your food and boil water quickly using only small amounts of natural fuels including twigs, grass, pine cones, and leaves. Weighing just 6.4 ounces, the 180 Flame is the ideal alternative to a backpacking stove. You can find your new flame at 180tac.com or a retailer near you. 180 Flame. Think big, pack small. Bentgate Mountaineering, located in Golden, Colorado, has been outfitting backcountry travelers for the last 20 years. Winter is in full swing, and it's prime time to check out the latest in alpine touring, telemark, NTN, and split boarding gear. Bentgate carries the premier brands, including Black Crows, DPS, Dinafit, G3, Icelandic, K2, Rocky Mountain Underground, Rosignol, Solomon, Voli, Never Summer, and Jones. With more people in the backcountry than ever, it's crucial to be prepared. Bentgate has the latest in avalanche safety gear from beacons to airbags. Come in and they will set you up with the proper gear and point you in the right direction to educate yourself on snow safety. If you don't own the gear, Bentgate offers a full range of rental and demo equipment, including the latest skis, boots, split boards, beacons, shovels, and probes. Bentgate also hosts free demo ski days at local resorts to give you a hands-on opportunity to ride the latest gear. Be sure to check bentgate.com for their full product selection as well as updates on all of their events. So what would you say out of anything that you have attempted on American Ninja Warrior has been your nemesis, the most difficult obstacle? Oh, my nemesis. You know, I get asked like questions like this all the time and what's the hardest obstacle? And when I look back at my I've noticed a pattern. <laughs> my first year I, I fell on a on a on a balanced lower body balance obstacle. 
the rolling tank, like they called it. And so I went back and I worked on slack lining and I worked the heck out of it. And ever since then, I haven't been a season yet that I've fallen on a lower body obstacle. It just hasn't happened. And I was, I've actually been surprised because I, I didn't work as much over the few, last few years on like upper body coordination. And I, I think I should have because everything that gets me is the upper body coordination obstacles. So, and it's hard, and it's not a specific obstacle, but it's been the two different obstacles recently. Um, it's been the, the roulette row, it's called these big, huge circles, these um, these big bars, they, they're like a big circles, and you got to jump to it, and they spin, and then you only get like a split second to jump to the next one, and then it spins. Oh, these are those steering wheel time. looking things, right? They're, yeah, they're giant. They're yeah. Like, yeah, they're like 12 feet across or 14 feet across or something. I think they're like 14 feet across, but it's a timing thing. So it's cord, upper body coordination and timing, and you just have to commit. And then the same thing this this past year with the um, the wedge, I fell in the wedge, which is a upper body coordination thing. So it's not usually it's not endurance that gets me, it's the it's the upper body coordination, and mm -hmm. it's not a specific obstacle. It's the new upper body coordination obstacle that has that's gotten me the last few years. And the only way to train something like that is to because you can't train for something they haven't designed yet is to just do obstacles that are similar over and over again and, you know, do a lot of liches and committee moves. So. So when you get into one of these competitions, you haven't, you haven't been able to uh, see what they've come out with for obstacles until that particular day. Is that right? Yeah, well, uh, yes and no. So, well, sometimes. At least for new so, ones, I guess. I, they obviously repeat a bunch of them. Yeah, well, yeah, you can train a lot of the ones they've had the show before, and the ones that are really cool, you know they're going to have back. And you, you should be training all the obstacles that you've seen on the show. And for one, it will make you more adaptive and a better athlete um, for whatever new stuff comes out. But they do every year put something new on, on the show. It's just the spirit of the show and it, what's makes, what makes the show entertaining and awesome, I think. And as much as I love the new obstacles because they're fun usually to do. I actually hate them too because those are the ones that have, have gotten me the last few years. Um, but sometimes during the cities, because the way the show works for these people who haven't seen the show is they always have a, a, a city. They have a bunch of different cities they go to. They're going to do seven this year, I believe. But in every city, they're going to have a new obstacle. And what happens is it takes them a few days to set the obstacles up. So, a lot of us ninjas will take pictures and send them to each other. <laughs> and then we'll try to rep. We, yeah. And we try to build and replicate the obstacle before we actually run the course. No kidding. So it's a, yeah, it's uh it's, it's hard to do exactly what they're doing, but the, the ones of us that are really, you know, want, want to beat this course, we're, we're hardcore. We'll, We'll, we'll watch them build the course and then we'll run back to our gyms or our house and we're like, okay, I think they're building it like this. And then we'll, we'll replicate it and, and try to try to do it. For instance, like last year they had in the, in the city that I went to in Indianapolis, they have these big, huge, I think they called them the, the disc runner. So it's these big discs. Um, they were 
actually the same things you see at playgrounds. So at playgrounds, they have these big discs. They, they took the idea from the playgrounds. A lot of their ideas come from playgrounds. They sometimes just supersize them. So we went to a local playground that had one, and we just played on it for a few hours. So when we got to the show, we totally knew what to expect, and it wasn't when for me it wasn't like a big oh my gosh this is going to be horrible I have no idea what it's going to feel like we knew pretty much what it was going to feel like. I wasn't uh, I wasn't kidding about the the monkey bars. You guys really do go play on monkey bars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we do. We you we make up to anticipate you know these crazy new obstacles you have to be adaptive. And so we literally, we go out and we'll play on monkey bars and we'll build the craziest things you can imagine. We're like, there's no way they will have this on the show, but just in case we're going to try it anyway. And when you like train like that and when you're constantly just doing new things, your repertoire of moves just, you know, is huge. And it might not be the exact same movement, um, or the feel might be a little different on the obstacle when you grab it or you walk on it, but your body just from doing, always doing something new will adapt immediately and you can, you know what I mean? Train yourself to be a, a good, uh, reactive athlete. Right. Right. Now you quit your job to take this on full time, right? Yeah. A few years ago I was working as a maintenance director at a nursing home. And I, I did, I, 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 I almost beat the course. So I told myself, okay, I'm going to, if I, you know, if I get a little better, I can do this thing. I, I was only like two jumps away um, from finishing, you know, the whole course. And, you know, I was really close to winning a million dollars. So I, I went all in and quit my job and it didn't pay off. <laughs> I, I didn't win, but uh, it's, and that was a few years ago. And I haven't, you know, I haven't taken a full-time job on since. Um, it, well, I, I have recently. It's, uh, we're doing um, a Wolfpack Ninja Tour. It's a full-time gig run. Um, we're, we're building an obstacle course. But anyways, that it doesn't even feel like a job. It's more for fun. Yeah, sure. But, uh, but yeah, I've pretty much gone all in. And there's other ways that I, I, I do to support myself. But it's ninjas become a full-time thing. And so I get paid to be a ninja now. Yeah. Well, I pointed out because that's some serious commitment. I mean, that's uh that's obviously something you truly love and, and want to excel at if you're willing to, to give up a career and, uh, and, and follow that dream. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it helps that I have a, a supporting um, fiance who, you know, because I have kids and stuff, and I have responsibilities and, and bills, and she kind of stepped up. We switched roles, so I became the stay-at-home dad, and she she went back to the work. And it's been uh, it's been two two years now that I haven't worked. So thank you, Shonda. <laughs> but I mean, like I said before, I do do. I there's other things that I do. Sure. Like if you guys want to check out that Ninja line, I I have a, a product out there. Um, it's a it's a great training product, and it won Toy of the Year for in the kids category. Um, that I that I have a licensing deal with um, my company, and it's a super great toy. You guys should check it out, and it's a it's a lot of fun. So it's yeah, let's one talk. of my revenue sources. 
Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. I don't mind uh, bringing that up because what I liked about that product was it's it's something that adults can to climb on. But what I really liked is something that kids can get into. So obviously, kids get crazy about American Ninja Warrior, and if they can set a uh, set a course up using some of these in their backyard, I mean, what better thing to get kids out to uh, to do their activity on on the Ninja slackline? So tell us a little bit about oh. that. What are what are we looking at? Yeah, so so basically what it is is um, it's a slack line that we've sewn together, and so there's like a, a bunch of little eyelets that you can just clip a beaner into and hang the ninja obstacles, a lot of you know cl- hanging climbing holes from them. So it, you just hang it a little higher than a regular slack line, and then you swing across it like monkey bars, and there's a bunch of different basically you can clip anything to it it comes with a bunch of climbing holds but you can take a bunch of other holds from other companies and put them on there too and it's an easy way to set up a ninja course and to train ninja in fact um, i'm not the guy that designed it or came up with it i was working with a slight slackline company because i do a lot of slacklining through my training and um they told me about the product and i was like this is, this is awesome it's perfect there's so many people who are building huge courses and they're spending time digging posts and building these big elaborate setups just to hang some holds and you can do it in five ten minutes and have a course set up and ready to run oh yeah if you have some trees in your backyard or structure then it's something you can string up quickly and and get the kids out there and and i imagine a lot of parents are finally finding themselves hanging off of these things uh realizing how tough it really is oh yeah well i I love it too and just i love i love the show because it it allowed i think it's introduced kids to this you know what i mean this world of of something something different than just you know, regular football, because not, not everyone's good or likes football or baseball. It's just kind of a, an alternative for a lot of the kids, because I myself wasn't really good at those types of sports. And then, so I can only imagine there's a lot of kids out there that love to do this type of stuff. And I think it's, I, I just like being a part of the the whole world now and the whole ninja world and you know, these products like the ninja line is coming out. And I think it's great because it gets the kids out there. So I love being a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, Slackers Ninja Line, uh, slackersline.com is where you can find that. I'll put that link in the show notes so people can go find it. Um, So my wife's question for you was, you've got kids around and you mentioned that you're a stay-at-home dad. How in the world do you find motivation, continual motivation to keep training and keep working out? Uh, (laughs) Trust me, motivation... You know, motivation comes and goes. Uh, it's, it is hard. It is hard. And no matter what you do, it's, when you, yeah, I don't know what it is. I guess the, the older I get, the harder it is I get motivated to be motivated with it. And I, maybe it's because I've been doing this such a long time and I've put so much time and effort into it and I'm just not good enough yet. <laughs> So it, it is hard to stay motivated, but what does keep me motivated is I want to win for my kids. So that's pretty much keeps me motivated. And I know there's a lot of ninjas out there who are like, Oh my gosh, he didn't say he just wants to win for the money. Well, guess what I did. 
that that's one of the reasons I don't have anything to prove to myself. I know I can do the course, and that's what was in the beginning was to to prove to myself that I could win. But I think over over the years, it's just it's less about winning the title and winning the show as it has become about winning for my kids. So that's what gets me motivated, and that's that's heresy if if other ninja heard me heard other ninjas heard me say that. But that's that's the honest truth. No, no, I get it. I've met you, and you're, uh, you seem like a genuine person, so I completely believe it. If you're thinking about your future, think about Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado. Think a beautiful mountain campus where hiking, biking, kayaking, and snow riding are right outside your door. Think a friendly community buzzing with music, arts, events, and sports. Think faculty mentors, real research, and professional experiences that prepare you to both make a living and make a life. If you think college should be an adventure, think Fort Lewis College. See for yourself at fortlewis.edu. The Bearline Plus by 180 Tech is the handiest Bearline utility cord system you can find. This is not your typical Bearline. Our lightweight cord system is designed to be compact, lightweight, frictionless, and very versatile. Don't risk losing your dinner. Hang it the right way. The Bearline Plus is designed to suspend food between two trees up to 40 feet apart and 15 feet above the ground with much less effort than other Bearlines. Not only does the Bearline Plus keep your food away from bears, it is designed to be useful for many other needs including a motorcycle and ATV recovery system, tie-downs, straps, backpack repair, guy lines for tarp or tent, a tow line, block and tackle, and much, much more. Find your Bearline Plus at 180tech.com or retailers near you. So let's talk about getting kids into it. Um, like we talked about earlier, um, part of the, the Slackers line and, and the show are to get kids out and get them started. So what would your words of encouragement be to the little guys to, to get them out of the house and, uh, and try some of this stuff and, and maybe become a, a ninja down the road? Well, um, just, you know, if you like to do something, if you just get out. You just get out and be active. I mean, find something that you like to do and go get good at it. Like if you like to rock climb, go out and start rock climbing and until you get good at it. Um, same thing with parkour. Just you go out and be active and run around. Um, that You can do it. I mean, there's so, especially the younger guys, I'm telling you right now, the level of ninja has gone up dramatically since since the beginning of, of Ninja. Like if you look at the previous seasons, um, like season one, I could have walked through that course. It's, there's a lot of ninjas I could. It was ridiculously easy. And the younger you are, you guys are going to be so much better, trust me, than I am, than a lot, than most of the ninjas you see today. You guys are going to be so much better if you just put the time in and train and go do it. So all the training techniques are out there now well known there's no secrets you know what i mean so just go out there and and have fun and be dedicated and you can do it it's all about putting the time in that's the that's like the one way to get a skill is just invest time and it doesn't matter if you're if you're not genetically gifted but if you're driven and determined you can you can 
you can overcome your genetics. Um, I'm a firm believer in that and it's good at it. So. Yeah. Well said. Well, I saw a video of you doing a one arm, one pinky pull up and it was from a while back, but I was, it's been a while since I've seen such an impressive video of uh, a feat of strength. <laughs> I mean, that's, that was impressive. Well, well, thank you very much. That's, that's just, I mean, that was filmed, uh, probably the one you saw. There's a few videos out there of me doing that, but, um, that, but both of the ones that, that I know of, they were filmed a while ago. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to turn 39 here in about two weeks. So, uh, you old a lot man. of those, yeah, I know those, I have not, I have not done one of those in a while. I just, as in my old age, I've, I've just stopped training so hard, I guess. And, uh, yeah, but that, that, that's just one of those things that I just, I remember seeing a guy do years ago and I was like, man, if, if I could do that, I would be, I'd be the best, you know, one of the best climbers ever. And I just thought it was so cool. So that's just a lot of time invested in, in climbing a bunch. And then, you know, like after about 12 years of climbing, bam, I all of a sudden could do something that I thought was impossible just because I put enough time in climbed enough that I, you know, got my tendons strong enough that I can hang from my peaky. But there's a lot of, a lot of things you can do if you, if you put the time in. So being a dad and being engaged to be married, what do your kids and your fiance feel about all this, all this attention and, and being on the, the TV, <laughs> there's dad on the TV hanging from the monkey bars again. Yeah. So the way the kids feel about it, I think they like it because it Corbin, for instance, my son, he loves to be active. He loves parkour and he has joined me. So he, he'll, when I'm training, he'll come and join me. And it's something that we can do together. He, he goes to parkour gym with me. He goes climbing with me. I think it's like, he's got someone who's always wanting to play, um, you know, and be active. And I, I think a lot of people don't, a lot of kids don't have parents that are like that. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's a good thing. He'll, he, I, I'll, we also have like, I have climbing holes through my whole house. Um, so you don't even have to touch the floor when you walk in my house, they can swing <laughs> through the whole house. That's awesome. And yeah, I think it is like, I would have loved that when I was his age. And I think his friends come over and they're like, you have the coolest house ever. And you know, I, it's, I, I think they like it. I don't know if my stepdaughter really likes it too much. Um, you know, she's a teenager. I don't think I'm, I'm that cool. I mean, I think some of her friends think I'm cool, but she would never tell me that. <laughs> but, but they come over and they're like, this is so cool. And this is, and they, you, know, you know, the house is cool. But, you know, I'm a parent. I'm not going to be cool. But uh, I think overall, it's been a good experience for the, for the family. And Shonda, my fiance, is very supportive. She has allowed me to do all these things. And she participates with me. And I think because of Ninja, we're a healthier family. So it's been a positive thing for our family, even though it can be a little obsessive and sometimes me not working as it has been in the past, a financial burden. It's uh, just a, it's a ninja household. Yeah. So there's some give and take, but it sounds like it's all yeah. worth it in the end. You guys are able to do things as a family and enjoy what it is you guys do together. And that's a, that's a huge deal. You know, there's so many families that, 
that really just don't, they may sit down on the couch and watch TV together, but they just don't get out and do activities together. And kids absolutely love it. They crave it. And uh, unfortunately, there's too many times uh, in families where it's just not paid enough attention to, I think. And, you know, and that's a, uh, that's a downfall. We need to focus on that and make sure that we're giving our kids that for sure. Totally agree, Travis. Totally agree. Okay, so let's talk about the the competition that you guys are putting together. It's an obstacle racing competition. Um, it looks like the first one is in Denver. And I you introduced this idea to me when we were at Outdoor Retailer, and I thought it was pretty cool. You guys are doing a side-by-side obstacle course, Ninja Warrior style, right? Yeah, so, you know, every day that I meet people um, – fans and just people in general, they, they think the show was amazing and they want to try the course. So we're building one. We're going to, the Wolfpack, we're going to build a course so anyone can try it. Kids, adults, you know, people who have uh, never been on the course want to try it, they can try it. And we're going to have a competition for the guys who um, want to show off their skills and show that they're better than the rest of the professional ninjas that haven't been able to get on the show, we're going to give them that opportunity to compete against all the top ninjas. And the prize money is over $30,000. So everyone's going to be there. It's, it's, it's going to be an amazing event. We're going to have Joe Morawski, Jeff Britton, um, and you name them, Jesse Graff, Megan Martin, and you name them, they're probably going to be there um, competing. So it's going to be an amazing event, not only to participate in, but just to watch. If you are non-athletic or in, or you just don't want to try the course, but you want to enjoy the show, um, come watch it. Come watch the professionals live. And it's going to be in Denver at the Magnus Arena, April 29th and 30th. It's it's going to be amazing. It's going to be side by side. And the way we're going to set it up is we're going to have um, a full-scale Team Ninja Warrior course. So I don't know if everyone, all the, everyone in the audience knows what Team Ninja Warrior is, but it's a spinoff show. And it's a, a Ninja Warrior course um, with two lanes. And two can, people can be on the course you know, at once, and they're going to be racing each other and the course is probably going to intersect in a few spots and they're going to have to share an obstacle. It's going to be so exciting and fun to watch. Um, it's my favorite part of the ninja world of the ninja world. Um, as much as I love the regular show with a difficult course, there's something about the competition and seeing two people racing side by side. It's so much fun. And so they're going to, you're going to be able to do that. And we're also going to surround that main course with a bunch of the obstacles you see on the show so people can just come and, and try all the obstacles and, and have fun. And we're also going to have like a few other events, like we're going to have a, a rope climbing competition. We're going to have a handstand competition. So just a, a bunch of a bunch of fun things to do. So it's going to be a family event. So bring the whole family out. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, very cool. I think it's going to, it looks like a blast. We're definitely going to bring our family down and, uh, and see you guys go at it. So is there, um, is there any plan to, to take the, the Wolfpack Ninja tour outside of Denver after this? Yeah, it really depends on if, if it makes money or not. If it doesn't make money, we can't afford to, 
to, to, to ship it around across the United States. So this is pretty much the test city. So if we if we if this does well, you know, it's a very expensive event to put on. If if we if we if this does well in Denver, we're gonna definitely take it on the road, and we have plans to hit at least four other cities um, this summer um, if everything works out. And they're gonna be in California, and I think just along the East Coast. We don't have exact locations, but we have a general idea of where we want to take it. And we want what we want to do is we want to turn this into uh, a national um, event that we can constantly have going year round and have a championship. So we'll have uh, competitions in all these different cities. And then at the end of it, we'll, we'll crown a champion for the fastest, fastest ninja out there. Very cool. Well, we'll have to definitely watch for that. And uh, I hope we can incite people to come down and uh, to the Magnus arena in Denver and uh, come watch you guys do it or take part themselves for sure. So, and I see it even uh, benefits the Children's Hospital of Colorado, so that's a cool thing too. It's uh, even more incentive oh, yeah. to come down and uh, and take yeah, part in this. Great, we're we're yeah, we're donating a bunch of money to them, and they're a partner of ours. So it feels good to be able to give back and use this platform that that we that I've been given on the show, um, you know, to to help out. So it it, it it's just a, it's a it's a good thing. Um, also, if you want to get the tickets, go to Wolfpack Ninjas. Dot com. There's a link there, and they'll they'll have all the information. Very cool. And you can uh, check out the the junior program, the Wolfpack Junior program there as well. If you guys live in Colorado, and if anybody's coming through Colorado or through Denver, uh, the last weekend of April, definitely uh, go find some uh, some tickets and check out some of your favorites. So Jeff Britton, Jesse Graf, uh, Weatherman Joe Moravsky. Um, just to name a few, Megan Martin, Flip Rodriguez, of course, Brian Arnold, Ian Dory. I mean, these guys are all going to be there. So pretty cool. If you've been wanting to, uh, see an event and, uh, and take part and, uh, definitely grab some tickets and go see these guys. Yeah. There's also a, a podcast on there too, for those of you that to want to learn more on how to train for the event, you can get on there. We have a bunch of podcasts and we have training tips and stuff too. So right on. All right. So yeah, go to wolfpackninjas.com. It's all there. And we'll, uh, I'll also put the other links to uh, Slacker's Ninja Line in there as we talked about that. And, of course, your Twitter and Instagram uh, links so people can come follow you and get more information on how it is you're doing. All right, last question I have for you. I asked my daughter what question she would have for Brian Arnold. And her question was, do you get nervous before competitions? And if so, how do you deal with that, all the jitters? Absolutely. I get nervous. I, I think anyone that says they don't get nervous is probably either lying or uh, I, they're not human. I don't, I don't understand. It, I think it's your, it's, I've always, I, I think it's just your body getting ready to compete. Um, and it's you, it's for me, it's me wanting to win really bad and it comes out as being nervous and I just want it really bad. So I do get nervous. What I do is I start with a bunch of positive self-talk and just keep telling myself that I'm the best and I'm really, really good at this and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to have fun. And I do not focus on anything negative. If I think about myself falling, I immediately scratch that out of my head, block it all out and just concentrate on having fun and just telling myself I'm really good. And I just keep telling myself that over and over again. And it works. So eventually once you get up there, 
and they say go, all that nervous energy goes away. I love it. I love it. Perfect advice. Well, she will appreciate hearing that. I'm too, uh, I'm sure. All right, man. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I just, uh, I want to say thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for being there and then helping to inspire kids to get outside. We're always on the show about, uh, getting kids out. Uh, Kurt and I, I think it's a huge issue and I think, uh, we just need to, uh, inspire more people to get out there, get out with your kids. Just cause you have kids doesn't mean you can't do your, your outdoor activities. So, you know, get their equipment or whatever you need to do, borrow some, but just get them out there and, and, have have them start something new too. So, Brian, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. It's been my pleasure, and I think your podcast is a great podcast, and what a what a great message. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, guys, and until the next episode, why don't you get out there and try something new? Thanks for being on the show, Brian. Have a good night. Thanks, Travis. Thanks for listening to the Adventure Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and be sure to tell all your friends about the show. Everybody deserves a little adventure. Until the next episode, get out there and try something new.